Hey everyone, welcome back to Quarter Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things romanticy with Madison and me, Blake. Um, This is our 143rd episode, however, it's a different episode because we're not doing Silver Flames. Uh, we're doing a much requested, I don't know how many times like people in comments or in messages were like, you guys are recapping that, right? Like you guys are going to, I was like, yes, 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 it's coming. It's, don't worry, don't worry. Um, yeah. We're doing a recap of SJM's uh September 26th, uh, what is it, live events or whatever that puts it on, uh, live events interview with uh, Christina Lauren. Now, I say recap, but guys, basically what it is, is your girl watched it with her laptop next to her, and then just a stream of consciousness as it went on. So we're going to go through that. I'm so Honestly, excited. I think it's, it's going to be entertaining because, again, this is like a glimpse inside my brain and how I process things, so... Okay, never mind. I'm less excited. Oh, why? <laughs> a glimpse into your brain? It's kind of like a horror movie. <gasps> <laughs> what kind of horror movie? Like a Tell me I'm wrong. Horror? Tell me I'm wrong. Okay, but like a slasher, like a candy movie, <laughs> or like, like horror, or like gross horror. It's not gross horror, but like really like thriller. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, obviously this has spoilers for the entirety of SJM's universe. So if you are not caught up, Bye. don't listen and go use this time to catch up. Um, okay. So the event was basically to, um, celebrate like House of Sky and Breath came out in paperback. It's a big bitch. I already got one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use it for annotating because it, it's huge. Like I, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, her next book is House of Flame and Shadow, uh, coming out end of January. Um, okay, so first things first. First things first. Your girl looks gorgeous. Sarah, I need the name of her esthetician, her beauty. Wait, I, I just, I need her entire beauty routine. She popped up, and I was just, fuck. She looks so good. Just, just from the get-go. Just looks, she looks so good. And this is the cutest thing ever, is... So kind of hopping a little. Um, she only has like three apps on her phone. It's Sudoku. Sorry, what? <clears throat> yeah, she's like, I don't get on. She's like, I don't engage. Solitaire, Mahjong, and the New York Times. Um, I think it was like the New York Times crossword or something. So she doesn't really do too much. But so she doesn't go out. Obviously, she has two small kids. She's, you know, a New York Times bestselling author. Like, she doesn't have a lot of free time. She had to look, she looked up pictures of recent celebs, like VMAs looks and things like that. And like paparazzi pictures. Cause she needed to see what the makeup trends were. Cause she was like, I don't know how to do my, like what's in fashion right now. Uh, dude, that woman <coughs> rocks the top and bottom liner. And it makes me so happy. Her eyeliner changed. It's uh, still top. No, and bottom, it's still it top and bottom. It's still top and bottom, but she changed how she did, like, the, the, the lines and stuff. But she Yeah, but it's still like, top and bottom. It. Yeah, she rocks it easily. Easily. Yeah. Um. So, for also, going, the uh, next thing I noticed, she has finger and hand tattoos. What a, I, I'm, I don't know why. I don't know, guys. I am a whore for some good, like, finger tats and hand tats. I'm a whore. They're so hot. There's, and I think part of it's because I can't have them because the cor like corporate legal world's stupid. But like, I want them so badly. I don't but know. I also Eric, has, Eric has friends with hand tattoos at work. Really? 
Yeah. Maybe I'll do it. Don't tell me that. I, I think things have changed. Years. Like, I don't think They're it matters changing anymore. slowly. Because, like, I, I have, like, behind my ears and, like, on my wrists and stuff and nobody says anything. But I don't know. I, I always am like, ugh. Um, but they looked really cool. I couldn't tell what they were because she just kind of, she talks with her hands some. So I kept, like, kind of seeing flashes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we already talked about she has three apps on her phone. Uh, on her phone, not phones. I, I'm pretty sure she has one phone. Get them, Kirby. Get him. I like how there's the small pause of like, is he done? Did your mail come? Is that what it is? <laughs> um. Anyways, um. But the big thing, because they the the host asks, do you look at theories? Because like obviously we all know her books universe. There's a lot of theories. Obviously, we talk a lot about them. She does not. She likes to protect her like creative headspace. But she will occasionally, her friends, if there's one that's just, uh, they love so much, like crazy or just hilarious with like this one I'm about to say, um, they'll text her like, have you seen this? And then she'll read that. So one of the theories was, um, let me find it so I have the full... Oh, it was a rune head cannon that when people make the drop, they can choose how the first light is used, right? Like, they know it goes towards the city, supposedly. Uh-huh. Um, and so, Rune, being Rune Dannon, crown prince of the Valbar and Fae, and just the beauty that he is, wanted it to his first light to power all of the vibrators in Crescent City. She said when her friend sent her that, she literally almost fell down her stairs laughing. Because she was like... He would. He would. It's not, you know, not a thing, but That's if a it was, he would do. Yeah. Um. So we got a little bit more of a rehash of um how Crescent City came to be, right? So she was on um on a plane on tour for um Fire. So way back when, and the last or the first thing she saw was the last scene. She kept seeing like a bomb city and the gates with the dials. And then she saw Bryce hearing Danica's voice when Bryce was at her lowest. And then like she, it was the song that she was listening to at the time really evoked the imagery and the feelings for her. So all she started, she started to put together, she saw Bryce and Bryce was like a full fledged character already in her mind. It was just been in the recesses of her mind, a hot angel. And she knew that Bryce had a dead friend named Danica. And then she worked backwards from that. She did. Yeah, she did. Um, She burst into tears during the flight and just kept re-listening to the song over and over and started, like, taking notes. And so it was her, um, we already kind of knew a lot of this. It's going to be super awkward. You're on the flight, you're on the flight, you turn around and there's just this woman, like, crying on the flight. Sobbing furiously taking notes. (laughs) That's going to be the most awkward shit ever. But, you know, whatever, whatever. Hopefully, maybe she was in, like, first class. She had, like, a little private area. Maybe. We can only hope, because that's so we can awkward. Hope. That'd be funny, though. Um, So, Crescent City, we already knew, was her kind of side project, right? So, as she worked on um, Throne of Glass and Akatar, at the end of the day, um, she would have a lot of creative ideas for Crescent City. So, uh, she would just kind of sit and write for fun, right? Not, I mean, writing is fun for her period, but you know what I mean, like just an outlet 
Um, she really didn't even have plans to like publish it. Um, and then when she got done answering that question, this is where I would pay so much money. Um, she was asked like, how do you keep across your different, uh, like universes, all the characters, like, how do you keep, do you have like a, a book Bible, right? Like, do you yeah. have like a binder or what do you have? And she was like, I don't really have one personally. I have all of my notebooks. And she like made a hand, like the, you guys can't see, I was about to do it anyways, like put her <laughs> hands up, like to show how many notebooks she has. And she was like, these are like, I have a bunch of notebooks of just like notes and things like that for myself, which in and of itself, I'm like, please, please let me see those, please. Um, but her publisher has a Moss verse Bible, mm. like an overarching one that they keep. And I'm just like, you know, you don't need to have all these editions and make money for the special editions with the bonus chapters. If you put that book Bible out, we would buy it. Oh, people would definitely buy it. What? It's so easy. Like, come on. I'm but- really surprised <laughs> Bloomsbury hasn't done that given how much they love money. Right. They are greedy. Um, and then she also said her editor is like genius, absolutely genius. Um, I think you'd have to be. Oh yeah. Uh, she said her editor will pick up on things like, um, when she was doing House of Flame and Shadow, uh, the edits, the editor was like, Hey, this one line, I'm pretty sure you, you use like the same line or something very, very similar. And like, it was either Akamath or Akawar. Like she put that together just like. She just remembered. And I was yeah. like, that's fantastic. That's a good editor. Yeah. Um, and like SJM fully admits, she's like, I have a terrible, terrible memory with everything except my stories and my characters. She's like, everything else in my life. Pff. Like she was scrambling because her son Taryn had a kindergarten like potluck. Yeah. That she had like put off to the last minute and forgot. Mm, well, that makes Because they had to bring something. So like, fair enough. Isn't that kind of every parent though? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we do get, um, one of the questions moving along was Hunt. Uh, basically like we don't know a lot about Hunt's origin story. Are we going to find out more about him and like his lineage? Yeah. Um, well, they also asked her, is it intentional that we don't know a lot about Hunt and also like, you know, the slave tattoo, horrible. So... They asked about his parentage, okay? This is one of the big first things I really want to... She said, you will learn more about Hunt and where he came from. Not who, not who his parents, but where he came from. Okay. It was a very intentional, like... She didn't answer the question that they asked. You know what I mean? Like, it was very... It seemed very intentional to me. So that's got me kind of spiraling of, like, what do you mean? Like... Is he a god? Is he, does he not have actual, like, where was the mother that, like, raised him not actually his mother? Like, what are we mean here? Is he from a different world, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think there's something there. I think there's something there. Um, so then, of course, as we know at the end of Sky and Breath, um, he's not in a great place, right? Right? Mm-hmm. He's got that tattoo back on. Um, when it came to deciding what was going to happen there uh when they were like okay well like how worried should we be about his well-being and she was like nah, no promises and then just a really like evil nervous giggle yeah but didn't she say that last time there was an interview that was about rune we'll get to that about rune um 
And she was like, oh, I oh, thought yeah, she I said hate. that about Hunt too. She said that about both of them. She said you should be very worried, but then like Rune, very, very worried. But like she's she doubled down with a very nervous giggle. And then we got a little snippet that she basically brainstormed with her editor, like, what would be the most horrible thing to happen to him? Like, let's really put him through it. She was like, oh, maybe I, you know, just cut off his wings again, like horribly, like where they don't grow back, like as cleanly. And her editor was like, nah, you've already done that. Something worse. So she had to brainstorm. She's like, oh, yeah, that slave tattoo would be the worst thing for him if he like gets stuck with that again. Um, so she just like genuinely had a brainstorm session. Like, what's on your schedule today? I'm going to figure out the best way to torture one of my characters. Like, I have a lot of thoughts about that, but like none of them are positive. What, what are your thoughts? That's stupid as fuck. Like, that's so stupid. Like, oh, like, let's just make everyone be pissed off for like 800 pages. How fun. That's, that's the high fantasy in her. That's. Sorry, I just saw him. He just was like, I just saw him like pop out of the closet. I was like, oh hi. He's he's putting stuff away for my shipping. Your shipping closet. Yeah, my shipping closet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My okay. thing is, I guess like I wouldn't be as mad like if I didn't if I knew it was it was going to be like maybe a hundred pages, but instead it's probably going to be like eighty percent of the book, like just pissing me off. The separation. Yeah. I, 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 I'm curious how that'll work. I'm curious about a lot of, like, the timing, right? You know what I mean? Like, and uh, there's some notes later it's on. It's just always, aside from the sex, it's always longer than I want it to be. What was the... The sex is never long. It's like Hunting fucking Adeline. two Remember pages. when I read Hunting Adeline and I was like, how long is this? Yeah. That was... Anybody that's read that, you know. Um, Probably be just as long, longer. It won't be as bad as Hunting Adeline, because that was, that was rough. What was going on was rough. Um, Oh, 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 okay. So she, she talked a lot about the Autumn King, which is interesting, because she was asked, I'm pretty sure the question, if I recall, was like, um how do you like with characters that are like some of your like fun characters to write and she said the autumn king but she said like the question also was like do we learn more about him is there any connection to the autumn court like mm-hmm. yes of course and he's one of her favorite characters to write because he's so horrible she said okay he's so horrible but capable of doing the right thing in some small way but just doesn't and then she kind of trailed off. So I, that's one of my main things in my reread of House of Earth and Blood is the Autumn King in my mind knew exactly what the horn was and that it mm-hmm. could work. And he knows the truth about the Asteria, I think. And he's been trying to figure out a way to get the Fae strong enough to either fight back or leave Midgar. Yeah. Now, that's not to say he's like a great leader, you know, looking out for his people. He it's pride thing too and looking out for himself and he wants more power but i definitely think he plays a larger role or at least more knowledge than we think but she really was like he's like she doubled down she's like he is a fucked up horrible person and he could do so much good and he just doesn't yeah which honestly that's worse to me than baron Mm -hmm. because like 
Baron's just a shit, period. You know what I mean? Like, there's no depth. He's just a shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Autumn King, I don't know. Well, I keep thinking of Shrek. It's an onion. It's got layers. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Like, the layers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, throughout the interview, too, I'd like to know before we jump into this, she fucking... She loves Rune. She loves Rune. Before so we Don't jump we all... into this, what what the fuck have we been doing? No, jump into the next thing. Oh, oh! I was like, what the hell have we been talking about? Like, did it just no. start after this? No, no, no. Sorry. Um, she she loves Rune. Like, it is plain. Like, I mean, obviously, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, come on. Um, she definitely said Rune is one to put female pleasure first, which we we all we all kind of you know like we knew. Yeah. We knew. Um, and then she was, like, laughing about that. And then she was laughing about that headcanon about, like, the vibrators. She literally went, oh, and stopped mid-laugh and was like, mm, this just made me think about where he is now. And uh, I feel awful. <laughs> and I was, I, I am, sca- I am so, so scared for Rune. Um, I really, really, and I hope it's not true, I really worry that they're, like, because remember Lydia's there too okay I feel as though she may not make it out oh and that's just me and their mate don't come at me guys it was very clear with the sense and everything um I, I'm just I'm not worried I'm not worried so then we got if she starts here. killing mates I'm out like I'm <laughs> I'm so fucking out I can't even tell you like there there you would literally need to find a different co-host. Like there, there's. I'm not even kidding. My first thought is you with like a Mean girl style burn book about. <laughs> like I, I'm so serious. I would be out. Like if she starts killing mates, I'm done. Like there's, it's not. That's not high fantasy to me like anymore. That's fucked up. Like sure, something so, can happen, but if you start killing mates, I'm out. I'm fucking well, see, out. But Matt, you gotta remember a lot of high fantasy that is like don't pe- like especially male authors with like no romance or little romance. They're killing people left and like they're killing lovers left and right. Yeah, I still don't no, care. I'm Game out. Of Thrones. This isn't Game of Thrones. Stop. We're not doing that. I didn't say it was Game of Thrones. No, I'm telling everyone else I'm not going for that. Like, oh, Game of Thrones. I, no, I I'm just like day. I'm. I'm gonna be done. Like I, I will be done. Like that's not anything I want to read about at all. The only reason that Danica is okay was because she was in seventy pages, and that was it. See, I don't. I, 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 I was. I, I mean, it's really sad and what it did to Bryce. But like, I mean, Caitlin's not well, guys. Caitlin's not well with the. Danica's dead. She okay, so I'll jump ahead real quick since we already brought up. She was asked, she did like some rapid fire questions. We'll get into the rest of them. But like one of the questions was like, is Danica really dead? And SJM's face was like very confused and was just like, Yeah. She probably wasn't yeah, expecting she, that. She, she had yeah, read the theories. Yeah, exactly. So she you could tell she was like, Yeah. And then she's like, wait, am I about to upset people? And they were like, Well, but you know, like a lot of people wondered and and SJM was like as as much as I wish she she could come back she's dead dead mm-hmm. and I immediately was like oh Caitlin mm. oh okay okay so this was a, a kind of interesting uh little tidbit so as we all know none of us I she had a baby fair fair none of us are happy with the 
timing between Sky of Breath and House of Flame and Shadow, right? We're like, oh my god, this is so long of a wait, especially with the cliffhanger. So we find out um, she was, and I, I'm curious, I, I, I won't speculate. I've got, I like, theories, but it's not for the, like, I'm not going to speculate on her, like, health. She was apparently going through some really, really tough shit, dark shit. She was not in a good headspace when she was writing um, House of Flame and Shadow, the first draft, okay? She hit 200,000 words, turned in the first draft, and she, like, turned it in and was just like, I don't know, I don't know. And so, like, even her team was like, well, okay, like, as they're reading it. And she went, you know what, no. She withdrew the draft. She was like, I'm fucking done with this. No, thank you. It wasn't good enough to her. And she was like, I, I'm going to be really honest. I wasn't in the right headspace. And she's like, I'm not going to put out my work unless it is my best work. Unless I believe it is my best possible work in doing this story and my characters and my, like, readers justice. So she said, right. fuck this. So then, after that, she sat down and really took some, like, took some time to be like, okay, what do, what is my, what, like, focus? What, what do I want this to be? Everything like that. She starts writing a new draft. Mm-hmm. fucking hits her stride finds exactly what she wants she wrote the new draft now great obviously it still went through all the edit you know what i mean like the edits all that right. still but she wrote an entire new draft in about four to five weeks she mm-hmm. said she would literally just write take care of it like feed her kids write feed her kids write feed her kid like she was like I, I was just that was it i hit my stride and she got done and as soon as her editor read it she's like this is an estrian book like this yes Yes. And so they went from there. But I can't, I cannot imagine, I can't imagine writing like 10,000 words in like a small chat. Like, I can't even, I I just can't, I'm not a writer, but like 200,000 words and then you just dump it. Because she even said she's like maybe like two or three scenes made it in, like smaller scenes she kept, but she was like, other than that, everything. Yeah. That would make me sick. I don't know. I mean, like, I that's something I would do. Well, no, like... Like, if it was shit, I would just... Drink. Well, if it was shit, no, I'm still saying, like, I, I wouldn't enjoy doing it, though. Like, I would be like, oh, God. Like, so much time and work. But, okay. Also, I do have in here, and I, I'm as well... Side note, she was wearing a really, really pretty purple stone ring. But it wasn't... It wasn't, uh... Amethyst. It was like a... a like a marble like quartz almost but purple like a quartz mm-hmm. purple i guess it was so pretty and i really want it and i i feel like i don't know how but i really i she kept flat she talks with her hands i kept seeing the ring and i was like that's a very pretty ring yeah. anyways um so uh i don't know if our listeners i i know i've read a lot of i don't know if you pro- i don't know if you've read have you read any joda picolt books yeah yeah my sister's yeah. keeper oh that movie that movie sucked <laughs> That movie sucked. Sorry, we're, ta- we're, we're talking we're about like terrible movie adaptations. That's it. How do you have a Jodi Picoult book who always has like crazy twists, anyways? And you're like, I'm gonna do you one better and change the ending of her story. Are you kidding? The audacity, <laughs> the audacity, man. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, um, that's like pretty. That was shit. Up. That was shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I bring up Jodi, uh, she's a big fucking fan, apparently. She submitted a question. Oh, wow. Right? I was like, wait, when they said it, I was like, 
did I hear that right? What? Um, she was like, okay, what were uh, SJM's ending uh, feelings on the ending of Sky and Breath? Uh, did she know she was riding towards that, and this is Jody's words, baller ending <laughs> all along? And when did she start planning for a multiverse? Now, we we kind of know the when she started, like, saying, like, at least in her mind that this was going to be a multiverse, not necessarily do a crossover, right? So she obviously, um, she planned it for years. Her words were the worlds, and this is the word, overlap. Mm-hmm. So you can interpret that a lot of different ways. Obviously, people have been in theories. Um, so she knew it before even starting Kingdom of Ash. So we're talking like, and she was pretty sure it was probably towards the beginning of Empire of Storms, like Tower of Dawn, like, you know, so it would be way before Empire of Storms. Um, she confirmed all, what we kind of knew that when aliens fall in through the worlds, she sees Crescent, like she sees Crescent City, like the city. So it's we- all the same timeline. That's what it's sounding like, which is yeah. very, very interesting. Um, which is not the one I think most people were going with. A lot of people were going with like the past, like present, time. future. Yeah, it's a straight timeline of one yeah. universe. But you know how I am, where I was like, they'll overlap, but that doesn't mean they are in the same, just because they're overlapping doesn't mean they're in the same time period of their specific timelines. Yeah. There's a whole, there's so much. Okay. So, um, so with Cease, uh, with Crescent City, we all know, like, from the get-go with Air Fire, when she started writing it for fun, she truly started planning right around that, like, Empire Storms uh, time. She's like, the worlds are, this is another word, connected. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, And the idea, like, came to her at that time for the specific ending for Sky and Breath. She said, like, it came to her. She just heard Resan like, say... Hello, Bryce Quinlan. My name is Reese. Like, you know, which also, can we take a moment? We get Bryce Quinlan and then Reese introducing himself and we still don't get a fucking last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the, what's his last name? I just want to know his last name. I just want to, I need to know. Anyways. Anyways, it's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Um, She said when she thought of the ending, she was like, it was like a fucking out of body experience. And she just like cried because she's like, oh my God, my babies are together. <laughs> Um, Time notice, to fuck shit up. Well, notice, like, she was very... Because if you remember, I think it was, like, the last interview she did where she's like, oh, and we're done with throwing a glass. Or are we? Like, you know, she had that one line of that everybody was like, oh, shit, throwing a glass. She really, other than talking about Awen, like, falling through the worlds in Kingdom of Ash, we did not get a lot, if anything, throwing mm-hmm. of glass related, which part of me... My cynical or, like, suspicious side is, like, were the host told not to ask about it because it, it you know what I mean? Because it's going to be, like, the big, oh, in the book. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm wondering if it was intentional. I don't know. <laughs> um, She, like, she said she'd literally been daydreaming of the day when they all could, like, come together for years. So she was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um. And then, let's see. Oh, we did get some little um, tidbits. She is a Swifty. She's a Swifty. Her son, Taryn, is apparently obsessed with Taylor Swift, where he only lets her listen to Taylor Swift music. Um, And she was saying, one, her son also keeps her super, super humble. Um, He walks around going, I'm Sarah J. Mask. I'm Sarah J. Mask. Because he hears her, like, in, like do her, like, snippets all the time where she's like, hi, I'm Sarah J. Mask. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, apparently her son's, uh, like, 
a bully, but in the best way. Mm. And he's a Swifty. So we love that. We love that, you know? Um, okay, here we go. House of Flame and Shadow. Yeah. Any additional points of use in House of Flame and Shadow, specifically for Akatar characters, right? Because we're starting off, she did confirm we're starting basically where we left off, especially with Bryce in the Akatar world. I'm not saying anything about anything, and she blushed. So we might get Akatar character point of views in a Crescent City book. I think that's her saying yes without saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so these are the rapid fire Which like, questions. Which would make sense. I, that's just, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Um, the next rapid fire question, is Danica really dead? We already talked about that. Again, Kate, when she's <laughs> she, dead. She was so she's surprised. Dead. What? <laughs> she, no, okay, the ne- the one coming up is hilarious. Um, does Emil have, truly have no powers? Uh, if you recall, Emil's with Bryce's parents. Uh, it's, uh, what, what was her name? Sophie. Uh, her brother. She passed on that question because she was allowed to pass if she wanted pass. The next question is Connor really dead? And she was just like, "Yes, he is dead." <laughs> like she, you could tell she was like, "What is happening?" Why are um, people so Connor, asking me about this? Yeah, Connor's dead. Dead. Sorry, guys. He <laughs> he. Um. <laughs> wow, you seem so torn up. Sorry, I mean Connor was cool, but like he's dead. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one, and I think it makes sense, and I think it's going to play into some theories that I can talk about in a later episode about, like, what happens to everyone that, uh, once they cross into Midgard, like, way back in the day when their ancestors came to Midgard, what happened to them, specifically, like, what led them to have to do the drop to have immortality, because as we know, if these worlds overlap... They are immortal, like basically immortal, anyways. Like you don't need to make the drop. If they're you know going I mean? at the same timeline, I mean, it's just like different worlds. Like they're just different shit. Well, but none of the people in Midgard, other than humans, were in Midgard originally. So I think when they come to Midgard, there's something that the Asteri have done that fucks with them. Because hmm. like, why? Like they shouldn't have to do the drop for thing, you know what I mean? Like, but in the drop, oh, who doesn't help the Asteria? Because it's like they're num nums, or they're like num 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 first light, you know? Like they're fucking creepy. Anyways, um, is the mating bond the same in the Crescent City world as opposed to the Akatar world? So in oh, Akatar, that's not actually a good question. It is, it is, and um, because well, if you think about it, Crescent City, we have mates across like. Angels, um, Fae, yeah. Mer, you know, and in then Akatar, it's always Fae. Um, and the magic's a little different. So she passed. She passed on that question. So we're definitely getting something, which then, of course, which this cracks me up. They did this on purpose because you know, with that type of question, everyone that thinks that Bryce and Az were mates were probably in that moment going, Yeah, see, oh, <laughs> they're mates. Except you want to know what the next question was? Oh, please tell me they asked. Please tell me they asked. Oh, this I was I was living for this. I'm I sound mean right now. I'm sorry, I but can't I'm wait. so tired of the Bryson as. I'm sorry. Oh my god, wait, please tell me. I'm actually am I gonna like this answer? You're gonna be so excited. Oh my god, I can't wait. Except for the joke she made, but it was a joke, I hope. Okay. Is Hunt Bryce's mate? Oh Jesus Christ. She literally did it again where she was like you could tell she's like, what? Uh, it was almost like she was like, how could I have not made it? You know what I mean? Where she was like mad, like kind of annoyed. She's like, yeah, yes, yes. Bryce and Hunt are mates. We have confirmation. Bryce and Hunt are mates. 
let that sink in. Thank God. <laughs> so then, and she was like, look, I know everybody thought I was trying to be tricky because she's like, I did the same thing in Throne of Glass and Actar where, you know, like they don't end up with the first love interest. She's like, Crescent City is not following that trend. They are mates. And then nice. she was like, then again, she was like, or I, uh, I wanted to do a real doozy on everyone. Um, or if I wanted to, uh, she's going to have the love interest in, in here be the one at the end if they both make it to the end. Ha! And she did like an evil laugh. And like, even the hosts were like, what? That's not funny. <laughs> like, I just don't so think it was she's like, going to fucking kill. I don't think so. But it was funny. She is like, I think what's one of my fun, like the best things about watching these interviews is you can tell she genuinely takes pleasure in her like shit that like she knows like lose, makes us lose our minds. You know what I mean? Like she's like, <laughs> kind of like, you know what? Kind of like Lark Taylor, how she does in her books where she'll like giggle when she fucks with readers. She giggles. Okay, never once, never once have I doubted a mating bond in a Lark Taylor book. No, that, well, that wasn't even She is bond. evil in terms of plot, but I have yeah. never once doubted a mating bond in that My book. My comment wasn't about mating bonds. I meant overall. Just I'm just talking talking the mating bonds piss me off. Like, that's not funny at all. Like, I find no humor in that. <sighs> Next one. Uh, have we seen, like, Bryce's, all of Bryce's power, right? Because we know, like, she sucked in all that power. And uh, even in Sky and Breath, she was, like, still trying to figure it out. And, like, she still was like, I don't think I've hit the bottom. We get to see um, the extent of her power, like, how crazy it can get in this next book. So we're really going to see what happens there. Oh, great. Um, Let's see. She. This was funny um because i she handled it better than i would have um th they asked do people need to read akatar before reading crescent city and so she like kind of like paused and i guess before she had previously said like oh no you can just like pick up crescent city if you haven't read the other series it's not a big deal and they were like do you want to backtrack that which yes like at this point yes so she was like well eh, not not necessarily like you could tell she was like damn it and so she said yes. She's like, but to be clear, like, if you're just starting out, which again, this is my, why I'm like, she like blatantly didn't talk about Throne of Glass a lot. She said, if you're just starting out, start with Akatar. Why wouldn't you start with Throne of Glass? Like, I would just think she'd want. Oh, I can, I can tell you why. Because if you start with Throne of Glass, you're not fucking making it to Akatar. Because you're like, where the hell's the sex? Where's the heat? But like, it's young you adults. Understand a lot of fantasy readers don't stop series for the lack of sex though right you're so cute sjm fans would mm, okay um let's see uh oh she made sure that, she made sure that bloomsbury put a disclaimer on the back of house of flame and shadow that everyone should probably read akatar first so it's on the back of the book but I'm like, what, what for, what? I guess there's been enough time between Sky and Breath and Flame and Shadow that, like, you had time to read the Akatar series if you hit the end of Sky and Breath and were like, who's resaying? You know? So I guess, I guess that makes sense. But, like, I think you need to just come out and say, like, this is, this is a third series in the connected universe at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, cover. They start talking about the beautiful cover. Uh, she's super involved in the cover designs, which is, I mean, I, I think you'd have to be with all the, you'd like, have to be. 
Yeah, that's what she said. She won't say who it is on the cover. She confirmed there's Easter eggs galore. Like, even if you, like, zoom in, she's like, it has the most Easter eggs of all of her other covers. Um, I will note, though, the fact that she's really involved in cover design makes it even worse when Bloomsbury did that um, AI-generated art cover for, like, the one special, like, the paperback without her, like, signing off. Like, you know, Bloomsbury is not the greatest. Like I just I have a lot of I have a lot of things. Um, they obviously checked the uh they talked about the nails, which everybody's like fairly certain are iron teeth nails. So we'll see. Um, she again made uh major props to the artist Carlos. Uh, she was just like giving all of the praise, which is rightfully deserved. Uh, the car- the covers are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. What are her favorite parts, most fun of, like, the Crescent City to write so far, like, the series? Um, So she gave, like, quite a few. I don't think she was very good at, like, picking them, which, fair, I'm not either. Um, One of hers was House of Earth and Blood, uh, when Hunt discovers the, uh, what is it, uh, the JJ collection, the Jubilee, the horses. Yeah. What is it? Something Jubilee? Jumping Jubilee? No. Jewel? Jewel Jubilee? Jelly Jubilees. Jelly Jubilees, I think. Um, and we find out, obviously, we kind of figured because she's had, like, the mini ponies, like, in the background when she's done interviews. SJM collects vintage My Little Ponies to the point that she gets into bidding wars for them on, like, eBay and stuff. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine you're on a bidding war on eBay and then you notice the handle is, like, SJ Moss or something, like, something like that and you're like, wait. What? I highly doubt she would use that name. I I don't know. Probably not, but you ruined my my idea anyways. <laughs> but like, Are you just going to go on there now and like search? Well, no, but I'm just saying in general, maybe she doesn't use her name. Whatever, I mean, but like, I, Blake name. gets into my little ponies like just so she can just so she can attempt to meet I like horses and everything, but my little ponies, I don't know, they're, they're kind of creepy to me. I don't know, they're like furbies to me. I don't know. Oh, I weird. love a furby. I don't. I had one that definitely without batteries is making fucking noise under my bed. And then my older brother would start putting it like random places in my room to scare me. So I'm not a, I'm not a, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, her other, one of her other ones in House of Earth and Blood, um, which fair fucking emotional crazy scene is when Bryce and Danica, um, are in the middle of Bryce's drop. Um, literally just like talking about it. She was like starting to tear up. She's like, I cry just thinking about it um she said it's like a really beautiful way of knowing like in our darkest moments we're not alone that people uh we love who aren't with us anymore per se uh they're still always with us especially in our darkest moments um we all know it's beautiful like that's 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 just one of the most beautiful scenes in like friendship and even i like every single time i read that i'm just like oh my god but she's dead (laughs) she is dead (laughs) um okay house of sky and breath um one of her favorite scenes right off the get-go was the opening in the frat party with Rune. Mm. Where he's like, I really wish I could feel my face because there was like a hot fawn riding it. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, she loved that. Uh, she loves, basically she was saying she loves all of the moments where they're just getting to live their lives. You know, in between the action and everything where we're just kind of seeing their day-to-day lives. Um, she literally, she said she just loves anytime Rune's super stoned. She thinks it's hilarious. Like, um, in, like, Earth and Blood, we were, if you recall, like, when Bryce comes to see him for the first time in a long time at his house, and he's stoned out of his mind with, like, listening to music. Mm-hmm. And 
he can't hear her. It takes him like minutes to realize why he can't hear her. And it's because of the music. And then he like sees music in the air. Like it. Beautiful. Um, she really likes the hind Lydia. She loves her character. Uh, she said the first scene of the hind playing poker in the bar when she like fucks with, uh, Ethan. Uh, she was like that. Like, she's just such a badass. She really likes her. Um, speaking of the hind, she, when the hind, like her identity was revealed, like, um, that agent day and hind, like Mm -hmm. all of that, she said that big reveal, she loved it. She loved the way it played out. She cries just thinking about it and everything she's been through. Um, and then going back to her being kind of evil, um, one of her other favorite scenes was the nail biter scene at the end, the whole hallway escape scene when Bryce is running from, uh, Rigelis, Rigelis. She said the name, and I like tried to spell it out like how it would be, but it was weird. The Siri guy, she was like, "I love that scene. It's so tense, and um, like the marble busts going everywhere." She's like, "Oh, you don't know she's gonna make it." Like she was like, "That was just so tense. I loved it." No, my heart rate was through the roof. No, <laughs> um. So she did, when asked about her writing process, was Ma- Madison, I'm curious to see your thoughts on this. I know, like, a lot of the authors you you work with are, uh, like, just romance, right? Like, not not too many fantasy fantasy. Uh, but right. she writes the endings first, like, close to the beginning of her, like, she writes what she wants the ending to be. But then she doesn't work back from that. Then she goes back and starts at the beginning. And she uses, like, the awesome endings as, like, a carrot. Like to keep pushing her along the writing process. Is no. that like I don't no, have that's a not how author that does that? Interesting. I mean, that's why I was like when she said it, I was like, that sounds really weird. I but, guess I mean, it works I, for her, obviously. I guess um I mean like cool, but most of most authors don't write like eight hundred page books. That's true, like that's true too. With. Yeah. So she's gotta keep herself yeah, that's fair. That's like fair. I'd have to keep myself motivated too. I'd be bored as shit. Yeah. Uh so she um like for example for the silver uh, silver flames, the whole blood right and then having Nesta be the one to get to save Feyre. I have thoughts on that. But anyways for her that was her motivation because she wanted that like beauty for nesta and that kept her going um so she literally during um during edits she'll have you know like the page edits and things like that she said she still has like some of them from her past books where like she the pages you can see when you put them like you know you look at the bottom of the pages mm-hmm. that are wrinkled because she would just cry <laughs> <laughs> while she was going through edits um let's see uh okay how the one of the last things they asked was how she felt about having such a big like dedicated fandom um and we've we she's always said this like she grew up when she was like growing up she was like a fangirl the nerd you know before it became like trendy um and it like honestly same i feel like a lot of us if you're listening to this you're probably the same where like when we grew up it wasn't cool you know like you it wasn't it wasn't the best cool of times. to read. Yeah. Um, and like to this day, she said it just blows her mind. Like she has a profound sense of gratitude. Um, earlier in the thing, she was talking about how she doesn't go out too much. And when she does, she doesn't like, you know, doll up. So like her and Josh will be walking around New York City or something. 
she will, and she's done it for years, no matter where she's lived. If she sees someone reading her book in public, she'll walk up to them and talk to them. Like, she's just like, oh my God, hi. And I'm just like, I cannot imagine just sitting Blake, in Blake just starts walking around with Akatar. I know. Like, just walks the city. What was hilarious. So one of the past couple times, um, she, a guy was reading Akamap and he was like towards the end of the book. So she saw him on the subway and she was like, is this motherfucker about to read chapter 55 on the subway? Iconic. Um, but she was like, hey. And then he started talking to her. And obviously, like, he was probably pretty much like, oh, my God, Sarah Dumas. But more, he was reading the books because his girlfriend loved them so much. And he wanted to be able to talk about them with her. That's cute. That's a good man. And she even she was like, he was a good guy. But, like, I find it hilarious. As you know, he was probably excited to meet her, right? But can you imagine when he got home? Oh. I was like, hey, babe, guess who I met? And you say Sarah J. Moss. And the, like, girlfriend was probably like, are you fucking <laughs> like i would kill you are <laughs> you shitting me especially if you didn't like sign the book or something i'd lose my shit um but another time and this one made me this one had me on the floor laughing but also because if you like have followed her for a while a lot of us would know right away but it, okay they were walking she saw a girl over the summer it sounds like that had um the three mountain tattoo yeah okay she was like, Josh, Josh, that girl, I think she's got like a Akatar tattoo. And he was like, oh, cool. Why don't you go? And she was like, no, no, you do it. I, I think she was probably having a day where she was like, I, I, maybe she just wasn't feeling herself. I don't know. But she was like, you go tell her. You go ask her. And she made Josh go up to this girl and be like, hey, is that an Akatar tattoo? And she was like, he was so awkward about it too. He literally, was, he didn't like walk up and be like, hey, I noticed your tattoo. He literally apparently walked up to this girl and just said, is that an Akatar tattoo? Oh, and he's like a tall guy. Well, you know what I mean? Like we've seen him; he's good looking, but he's t- like he's a tall guy. Like a random, like larger man just walks up to you. She said the girl was really nice and was just like, "Oh yeah." And so then he like turned to her and basically like essentially like a thumbs up. And so she walked over, but she said again she was in norm her her what she called her like day to day look. The girl, she was like, I could tell right away this girl did not believe it was me. Because <laughs> she was literally like, hi, oh, that's me. This Sarah, like, I'm Sarah J. Moss. And the girl was like, oh, okay. She was like, I, this is the she was so sweet about it. But I could tell the whole time she was like, okay, crazy people. Like, when she walked away and, like, Sarah was like, I really don't think she thought that was me. Wow, so the, now the she's host, being told stories about it. Right? Uh, that's the host where, like, she's listening to this somewhere. And she's like, oh, my God, it was real. <laughs> but I just, I think that's really funny because, like, I always worry with author, I mean, it, 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 any type of celebrity that like at a certain point you hit a point like that they'll hit that level of like notoriety that like they get a little disconnected from the real world, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and luckily it sounds like, uh, she, she hasn't, I mean, Mads and I both have encountered it in our like online presence. Uh, sometimes authors that you love their books that, they, oh, they, they have detached from reality. They have detached from reality, and it's 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 a shame. It's not it's not great, but it doesn't sound like she has, so that's great. Um, like she literally, uh, like 
she's just so grateful. Like, she was just beside herself when they asked, like, she was so excited. She was like, I, I could never imagine. Like, it's just amazing. Like, she, she could never in her wildest dreams, it was beyond anything she'd ever hoped for. Like, she's just grateful to be able to do what she loves and, like, bring this joy to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Last big thing, and then I'll do, a, like, a, just, again, kind of hit the big things that we've learned. Um, She is working on the next Akatar book. Um, that's all she's gonna say. Uh, she said she's fucking obsessed with it. She's back in the kind of how she was with the redraft of Flame and Shadow. She's just writing. She wakes up, writes just all day. She's obsessed. She's loving it. Um, and that's all we got. So here's <laughs> that's what we got. That's what we got. I'm really hoping we get like maybe right before Flame and Shadow. Cause you can't, you almost, you're now in like we're, this is gonna drop on October 1st. The book comes out January 30th. Like, granted, it is SJM. So, like, she's already got the hype trains regardless. But, like, I don't know if you would wanna drop a date for the next Akatar book when you're in the middle of like, you know what I mean? When you're really gonna have, start having the push for Flame and Shadows, like, media. you know what I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're I going to drop a date. Yeah, before. I don't. I think it'll be like right after Flame and Shadow. And I'm really hoping it's like they announce it in like early February, and it's like soon. It sounded like the way she talked, it really did sound like she's pretty far with it. So we'll see. Um. Okay. So wrap up. One, Danica's really dead. I'm sorry we keep harping on it, but we got to say it. Connor's really dead. Bryce and Hunt are mates. Isn't that nice? Let it sink in. Bryce and Hunt are mates. <laughs> Let it sink in, people. Okay. There are differences in the mating bonds between worlds, which, interesting. I feel like that could have a lot of things. It does not affect that they are mates. <laughs> I think uh, Crescent City is just a more, I choose you as my mate thing. Yeah, and then it's almost like ma- like the magic still is at play because then they still have like the scent and stuff too. Because then the Fae, like remember Rune and her, like the scents were all... Yeah. You can't see it, but I'm doing a weird, awkward, like, hand tang- entanglement. Um, <laughs> the worlds overlap. The worlds are connected. We will hear more about where Hunt is from in response to being asked if we'll learn about his parentage. And maybe I'm just looking into that too much. I might be. That's fine. Uh, we will see the extent of Bryce's power. And the way she said it makes me think it's a lot. She better not fucking give it up. Oh, um, Jesus Christ! If she writes that trope again, oh fuck! I, I can't. Um, I can't watch it again. Hang on, there was another one I needed to. We're most likely getting some unexpected point of view in Flame and Shadow. Uh, the Autumn King has some type of role to play that's left. So that's that was an unexpected one, but I'm excited because he fascinates me for the same reasons. He's just a dick, but like he has potential. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I touched on that I want to make sure. Uh, also, oh, she really reiterated that she's like a true homebody. So that made me feel good. She's like, I am part of the antisocial club. And I'm like, yes, me and Mads both feel that. We I feel, feel that, that. Yes. so hard. Um, I think I want to make sure. Let me go back through. I'm just going, I'm just going, I'm just going. I just uh, feel that. Oh yeah, reiterate that we level. should definitely be worried for Rune and Hunt. <laughs> we should definitely be worried for them. Um and that's it. So that's what we got. So like we got some good tidbits. We definitely got some really good tidbits that'll help uh I think curtail 
well, some of the stuff she said definitely kind of knocks out some of the popular theories. It leads to edits of some popular theories and it leads to completely new theories. So that's always fun. Um, yeah, so the countdown is, I was about to say the countdown's on, but the countdown has been on since the date was announced. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, also Barnes & Noble does have special editions of uh, Earth and Blood and uh, Sky, Sky and Breath. Um like paperbacks they are very pretty i will say i've seen them in person so but apparently they're hard to find in some barnes and nobles mad's ours is shuffled i um, absolutely refuse to buy another copy <laughs> i well i want them because i like and i'm i'm not i don't annotate hardcovers but i already have i got them from amazon had both of them for like ten dollars yeah they had like a crazy deal going um okay so with that uh i just realized I'm an idiot and I had the wrong, like, last time when I announced it. Uh, Book Club is tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, October 1st. Oh, oh. <laughs> not to, sorry. sorry. I, I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I was like, it's not tonight. Like, we're going to be drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. We're going to be drunk um, on Smugcation. It's not tonight. <laughs> it is tomorrow. Okay. Oh, fuck! (laughs) It's tomorrow for us, guys. Oh my god, why do I do this? Okay, it's tomorrow for us. We're recording on Saturday. Okay, okay. (laughs) I gotta focus. It is Sunday, October 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. And I also want our uh, Patreon shout out. Uh, It's a day late because we were supposed to record yesterday, but that's on me. Uh, My bad. Um, It was. it was Elijah, uh, Dreams of Smut's uh, birthday. Uh, and we're birthday. celebrating! And we are. We are celebrating. Um, and then, sorry, I'm trying to pull up my... Y'all, mind. if you want any of us, we're going to be drunk for a week. Well, hopefully, I might not be tonight if work doesn't leave me the fuck alone. You better be. You cannot I'm- be working all day. I'm going to be pissed. I, I genuinely, but then it'll help me not be working all day tomorrow. So that is like, I'm trying to figure that out. Where is, ah, I found, okay. Sorry. I had to find it. Cause it was like my, my followers, like who are my following. I was trying to find, cause it was an artist I saw recently and I'm like, ah, okay. My Instagram shout out is a uh, Celine Levine art. So C E L I N E L A V E N A R T. Um, an artist on Insta, just beautiful, I think, like, it looks, I'm not an art person, so I'm sorry. They look like, uh, some of them are, like, pencil. Like, doesn't that look like pencil mats? Like. Yeah. Like, pencil sketches, and they're, like, they're insane. Like, I I don't think I'm ever gonna stop being impressed by the fan art that people can do. Like, artists in general. Uh It's beautiful. Um, that's my Instagram channel. Um, oh, Mads, what is the, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, social media rundown since I just, like, blew by it. I... ACOTR podcast, Breath of Slit, we're everywhere. Everywhere. Except we're going to be drunk. That's where we're going to be. In a hot tub? Yeah, we're going to be drunk in a hot <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to do that, are you? Who cares? Who well, is- no, I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, health wise, I'm pretty sure there's like a health warning. Probably not, not, but who gives a shit? It. It's probably just don't pass out. One of us, one of us will make it through. Triple save us. It'll be fine. You put a lot of. A lot of uh, <laughs> I'm putting a lot, a lot of, of pain in the trip. 
a lot of pressure too. Just like trip if we die. Trip, <laughs> this one's on you, buddy. <laughs> we died. Oh, you okay. know Elijah, Danielle, me, and you are definitely gonna be drunk. Shan, maybe hit or miss. Aren't they coming tomorrow? What? Shan's here Shan's tonight. Yeah. Yes. yes. Danielle and Elijah are tomorrow. I don't know when Elijah's coming. She never said. So she may be here. Unknown. Unknown as to when you're listening to this episode. Yeah, yeah. You'll see a lot of uh, a lot of posts, I'm sure, while everybody's visiting. Um, this week is pay- so this week we'll, on Thursday we'll have a Patreon episode. Yes, Maybe. Yes, yes. It might yes. be late this week. It might be. It might be a Friday. <laughs> it might be a Friday drop. It might be a Friday, but either way, it's a Patreon exclusive. Um I think that's all I have. Oh, what's our what's our October uh, book club book? Oh, I'm actually okay. Wait, y'all, I'm actually <laughs> I'm so impressed because I didn't think it was gonna make it. Okay, uh, but I should have. It maybe Taylor Swift, like that could be it. I think that's genuinely impressive. Like this might be it because I put four books up, and I was like, no way, MM gets picked again because this would be three months in a row, right? Ah, yeah. I was like, no way it gets picked. And then it did. And I was like, what? So I'm actually super excited. We're reading The End Game by Riley Hart. That definitely got impacted by... It, it had to. It had to. over book club. It had to. Because I was like, <gasps> no Wait, way. At the time this airs tomorrow, i.e. for you guys today, bets on if she's at... Because it'll obviously already be known by the time people listen, but we got to get our thoughts in. Do we think she's going to be at the Jets game in New York? Okay, one, yes. yes. But two, yes. we're definitely watching that tomorrow while we drink. <laughs> Just Dude, in I'm case! Telling I'm telling you, she's going to be there! Like, I need to know. I'm so invested, it's unhealthy. I fully admit it. Um, It's your fault, I'm invested. You're welcome. Love you. Okay. All right, guys. So we hope you have a great start to your week. As always, cheers to our high fae bays. 